Hey guys, this is Jamie. Welcome to this moment. I am so glad that you stopped in to see what God is teaching me in this moment. Today I have so much that I want to talk about, but I actually want to start with the fact that it is now February. Um, Wintertime is kind of busy for us because both of our girls have winter birthdays. And um, also February is valentine's day and it's my father my stepfather's um birthday and it's black history month and for a lot of my life that really didn't matter to me but i feel like as i've gotten older and i have seen what the world really looks like and i've seen how the church has uh, maybe missed something here in celebrating lives that in the past have not been celebrated. In fact, these lives of black Americans have been demoralized in a lot of ways. And I just want to take the chance to celebrate black lives that have impacted me. Um, and I know that a lot of times African-Americans that have really made a name for themselves and are celebrities and are popular get recognized and celebrated this month out of the year. What I want to do each week for this month is to celebrate um, African-American men and women who have directly impacted my own personal life that have shown me something about the world and about myself and that I would not be the same person had I not experienced um, and interacted with these individuals. And I want to start with an awesome lady. Um, my third grade teacher, Miss June Claiborne, was absolutely hands down one of my favorite teachers I've ever had. And she was tough. Um, she taught me cursive, and she knew if I picked up my pencil, absolutely knew if I picked up my pencil. And I always thought I would get away with it, but I didn't. Um, and I remember being in her class and learning about the um, our organs. That was a really cool lesson in third grade. Um, we actually got to lay down on bulletin board paper, and somebody else traced us, and then we got to put our organs like glue them down on the paper trace of ourselves. That was really cool. I remember that. My hair was kind of crazy. So my traced out figure had this like weird hairdo, but it was cool. Um, but I loved her class. I remember career day in her class. It was just that, that experience in that year of my education just is so imprinted on my memory and it has everything to do with Miss Claiborne. She was a sweet, phenomenal, just all around amazing lady that truly impacted my life. And I say that in so, so many ways. I have been an anxious person my whole life. If you've listened to this podcast or watched the YouTube channel or read the blog, you absolutely know that I have been an anxious person my whole life. And in the third grade, that was no different. I was anxious and I was very self-conscious. I have always been a heavier girl, um, a little thick, and I was very aware of how different that made me. And I remember her just pulling me aside and very lovingly telling me, 
just how special I was and how important I was and how it didn't matter what I looked like. What mattered was how I behaved and how I treated other people and how kind I was. Those were the things that mattered. And she gave me a pair of earrings. Um, they were these so, so pretty gold butterfly earrings. And um, I remember wearing them when I graduated from elementary school. And I remember wearing them when um, I think I wore them for class day my senior year. And I remember wearing them for my college graduation. And I know when we moved, I couldn't find them and I freaked out out. I I had to find them. I needed to know where they were. And they actually stay in my regular jewelry box now. They stay with my everyday jewelry. I may not wear them every day, but I know where they are. Um, And it's just a beautiful reminder to me of this teacher who looked past our differences, who loved me so well and taught me so much. It inspired me Along with other teachers, she inspired me to become a teacher. Um, And I actually got the opportunity to talk to her very recently. And um, I was just blown away by how much she's still teaching me. Just in a very short 15-minute conversation, she was able to just reach through the phone and reach through time and space and give me another lesson. Um, She told me about how when my dad was sick and he was in the hospital, he was actually um, in a unit where it was supposed to only be family. And she went and tried to see him anyway. She was visiting um, someone else from her church. And she said, I want to stop by and go see him. And they said, well, you're not going to be able to get in anyway. And she said, well, I'm going to try. So she went and he heard that she was out there and said he wanted her to come in and see him and she did and they prayed together and I had no idea that any of that had happened until I talked to her recently and just the impact that that knowledge had on me in just the last day of of knowing how much she cared for my family um And I am just so blessed to have known her. Even while I was on the phone with her, um, my daughter was kind of fussing about something that she said she couldn't do. And Miss Claiborne is talking through the phone to my daughter about how, yes, you can. Yes, you can do that. You can do anything you want to do. And she was not just talking to my daughter. I heard that so clearly to myself. Um, So I just want to celebrate Miss June Claiborne today. I am so thankful for the strong black woman that you are and the way that you saw past um, skin color of all your students, not just me, of all of your students. And you spoke truth and you spoke life into us. And I am so, so thankful for you. And I just want to honor you today. Um, If you are listening and you had her as a teacher, just take a second to be thankful for her because she did so, so much for us. Um, but I want to continue to do this through the month of February. So if I don't have a podcast every week, I'm going to try and do it through the blog. There is a blog post this week. Um, it just went up 
when I'm recording this. It just went up on the website and it went out through the email. So if you don't get the email, but you want to sign up for it, go to the website. It's at www.thecistern with an N dot net www.thecistern.net and you can sign up for the emails there. The blogs are also there along with the podcast and the YouTube um, episodes. There's also a place there if you'd like me to come and speak to your church or you're at your event, you can sign up there and get on the list. I would love to con- make contact with you and speak at your event if that's something you'd like me to do. So this week, um, talking about books and podcasts, there's a lot of them out there. I know I told you last week about um, Jane and Jesus and reading Pride and Prejudice. If you're not reading some good books somewhere along the way, I highly recommend that you do that um, because reading is so, so good for us. It helps to expand our minds. It helps us to understand things that we might not get from the Bible, but we might get from another story and then connect them. And that's actually what the podcast is about today, is about connecting stories. Stories that are not biblical stories, but that remind us of the great biblical story. Um, But the podcast that I actually want to highlight this week is The Bible Binge. If you have not heard it, I totally recommend it. It's very pop culture meets Bible knowledge and like mini seminary kind of things. And they have some really cool series like um, things we missed in Sunday school and stuff like that. Really love their um, their podcast and their interactions, the way that they talk about the Bible and pop culture And I just, I really highly recommend the Bible Bench. It's very interesting. There's a lot of knowledge there. There's also a lot of really neat conversation and um, lots of connections to our current pop culture world. So if that sounds like something that would interest you, hop on over there and check out the Bible Bench with um, Knox and Jamie. They're really cool to listen to. As far as podcasts go, if you listen to this podcast and you like it, I would really appreciate a rating and a review that helps other people to find the show so that they can listen to the same cool recommendations and moments that God is teaching me that you do. So getting into the episode, this moment, what I'm learning and what God's teaching me, um, what I want to talk about this week, I'm still in the Sermon on the Mount, y'all. It is taking me a while to get through it. And that's okay, because I think God's got a lot he wants me to kind of flush out here. But um, this week, I want to talk about God told me, that phrase. God told me, or I hear God saying, and I think we use that a lot. Um, And and I think maybe we don't know what what we're doing when we when we say that sometimes. I want to read a few verses for you. I'm in Matthew 5, starting in verse 33. Um, this one, this is the law of oaths. We talked about laws that, um, Jesus came to say, Hey, here's what you've heard, but I want to take it a little bit deeper. And we're going to talk about oaths and it starts in verse 33. Again, you've heard that the ancients were told you shall not make false vows, but shall fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, make no oath at all, either by heaven or for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Not, nor shall you make an oath by your head, 
for you cannot make one hair white or black, but let your statement be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything beyond these is of evil. So I've been reading um, Dallas Willard also. I finished The Divine Conspiracy. Great book. Um, Pretty dense material, but he talks about the Sermon on the Mount. He talks about these laws that Jesus is expanding on. And and to tell you the truth, when I was a kid, I just kind of assumed that making an oath was like swearing and taking God's name in vain and it, like putting those things together. So it was just something you didn't do. And that's mainly because of this verse. I heard it over and over and over again. But it's really more than that. When I was reading the reading Willard and the Divine Conspiracy, he talks about how oaths are used to prop up our own opinions to make them more believable and therefore to get what we want. So um, it reminded me of the countless times that I've heard in the church, and I have undoubtedly said myself that God told me, or God showed me, or I feel like I'm hearing God say, like those phrases, I have heard them over and over and over again in my church experience, and I know that I have used them, but those are oaths. And we're using them to prop up our statements to get people to agree with us or to give validity to what we've already decided to do by saying, God told me to do this. Or I'm hearing God say, I need to change careers. We're using that oath to prop up our own opinions and decisions to give them more validity so that we can get the support for our statements and our choices. And if God really did reveal these things to us, that's great, but we can just say them and allow God to deal with other people himself. So I can just say, I'm changing careers. I am going to go to seminary and I'm going to learn to be a pastor and I'm going to teach the word. I don't need to say that God told me to do that, or I feel like God is showing me a new path. I can just say, this is what I'm doing. And other people, God can deal with other people in their heart about that because I've already dealt with God. God's already dealt with me. We're on the same page. So really, I don't need to bring anybody else into it. So just an example, um, And I know I have said this one. So this is conviction for my own self. Um, I feel like God is calling me to be a speaker. And that is true of my life. But the purpose of saying that first part, I feel like God is calling me, is to give that more validity. Because who's going to argue with, no, God didn't tell you that. Well, first of all, you have no idea what God told me. So nobody can argue with that. When you say, God called me to this, it kind of excludes anybody else from giving you any kind of wisdom or advice because you're just, you're playing the God told me to card. Um, And I think sometimes that keeps people from speaking in love to us. You know, iron sharpens iron. But if we go ahead and say, oh, nope, the blacksmith has already sharpened me, I'm done, you don't need to have any part of this, then we're missing out on the community that is church. So I think, you know, we're doing ourselves a disservice as well as other people when we, when we start our statements that way. 
So I think it would be better if we were to say, like, I'm going to be a speaker. And here's how I think God can use that. Or I want to serve God by teaching Sunday school every week. And then that starts a conversation in the community of believers that we are a part of. I read recently a Twitter thread by Sky Jatani where he was talking about, he was actually responding to an article he read where pastors were saying that their congregations were apathetic. And Jatani declared that they are not apathetic. And this is what he had to say. And he says, quote, a pastor's effort should not be to convince more people to give more time and treasure to the pastor's ministry activity. It should be to shepherd people to live with God in the place and vocations he's called them to, called them to in the world, end quote. So that's, that's what he said. And I think the point he was making is the point that I'm making, is that preachers and leaders are saying from the pulpit, God has shown me that we need to do this or we need to do that. And then they have taken their calling and created an obligation for the people they're supposed to be leading. So I think we have to be really careful with oaths. It's not just, I promise to do something. It can also be used as a way to manipulate other people into doing what you want them to do. Because we're propping up our yes or our no and saying that this is the only way that it can be right because God told me so. So I think we just really, really have to be careful with taking our own personal convictions from God and putting them out for other people to try and make them feel convicted as well because God may not be convicting them on the same things and we may not have gotten the conviction right yet. So I think we have to just be really, really careful with how we present what God is teaching us. So I I share all of that to say, if I have done that as a part of this um, podcast or as a part of the YouTube channel or through the blog or the website, I I just want to ask your forgiveness for that because that is not my intent. My intent is just to share with you what I am learning. So I will try very hard to be more cautious of that in the future But my prayer for us is that we would, in community with other believers, instead of trying to influence and manipulate other people to get on board with our callings, we should be supporting and uplifting each other to the things that God has called each of us individually. So I I hope that that is something that reveals more and more of God's character to you today so that you can introduce him to someone else. Um, I pray that you will check out some new blogs and some new books and learn some really cool new things about God. I love you all so much, and I will talk to you again soon.